The Productive Woman, Episode 315. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week we'll be talking about some of my favorite productivity tools and how I use them. You'll find more information and links to some of the tools that I mention all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 315. This episode is brought to you by one of my very favorite productivity tools, Text Expander. Take your time back with the power of Text Expander. Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers, they're all taking precious time away from you and your team if you work with one. With Text Expander, you can take that time back. The latest version of Text Expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations, including the ability to build reports with customizable date ranges for enterprise and individuals so you can track how much time your team saves. With Text Expander, you can keep your team consistent, accurate, and current. You can share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track. Everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to customer questions. You can all work faster and smarter and use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Text Expander lets you create powerful snippets that save you time. So all you type is just a short abbreviation, and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. So that allows you, if you're working with a team and you use this in your business, you can keep your whole team communicating efficiently and with consistent language. By sharing your snippets of messaging, signatures, and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you. Text Expander is available on Mac, on Windows based PCs, on Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And you can get 20% off your first year of Text Expander by going to textexpander.com slash podcast. And be sure and let them know that the productive woman sent you. That's textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. And I will be talking about this tool a little bit more. It just happens that this episode is sponsored by Text Expander, but I was going to be talking about it anyway. So let's get right into the topic of this episode. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know that I don't believe that productivity is dependent on particular tools or apps or, you know, even a particular system. We can adapt anything to work for us. The best tool is the one that you use. But we are fortunate to live in an age when there are many resources available to make our lives and our work simpler and more efficient. And I just thought this week I would share a few of my favorites and how I use them. Now, of course, my most essential tools, as I've talked about many times, are my calendar and my task manager. I rely on them 
constantly to stay productive and get the things done that are important to me, be the places I'm supposed to be. Many people like Google Calendar. I personally use Apple Calendar. You know, I use Apple devices. And so the Apple Calendar uh, works very well for me. I have a separate calendar for my personal stuff and for the productive woman things. And I share my personal calendar with my husband, Mike, and he shares his with mine so we can see each other's appointments when we need to. Uh, So that's what I use for my calendar. And I actually access it through an app called BusyCal, which I'll put a link in the show notes in case you're interested. I just like the way it looks. And so on my computer, I use BusyCal for that. Uh, For Task Manager, for keeping track of my to-dos and my projects. I have been, as you probably know, a longtime user of OmniFocus. It works well for me. I have tried some of the others, including Todoist, Things, and Nosby. All of them are very, very good. Personally, I just keep coming back to OmniFocus because it's set up for me and customized to the way that I work. So those are kind of my my big overall productivity tools that work for me. If you'd like me to talk more about how I use them, um, let me know in the comments or send me an email and I can maybe plan an episode in the coming months to kind of dive in a little deeper as to how I use my calendar and my task manager to be productive. But aside from those two biggies, I wanted to talk about some of the tools that I use, first of all, for work, that is my law practice, second of all, for my personal life, personal and home things, and finally, some of the tools that I use to be productive in podcasting and in the productive woman stuff that I do. And so those are the areas that I kind of focused on. Some of these you've heard me talk about before. Some of them are, you know, like physical tools. Some of them are uh, software or apps that I use, but I wanted to share those with you. And I would love to hear what works for you in some of these areas. And so we can talk about that later. So for work, for managing my law practice and getting the things done that I need to do uh, for my law practice. In that practice, my time is sort of split between drafting contracts of various types, whether they're loan documents or a purchase and sale agreement. I am a real estate lawyer. I do all commercial real estate work. And so a lot of what I do has to do with drafting contracts or reviewing contracts that other people have drafted that I need to comment on. And the other part of my work is spent on the phone or these days on Zoom calls instead of in meetings, either with clients or with opposing counsel or, you know, with colleagues getting our work done. So that's kind of how my, uh, my work is laid out and the tools that I use to get those things done are, uh, you know, first one, the first kind of physical tool is my iMac. So I have a 27 inch iMac computer that uh, has the, the, you know, the high resolution screen. I've had it for several years. I haven't had a reason to buy a new one. It's got a lot of storage in it. It's fast. It gets the things done and it with a very big screen that helps me uh, with the things that I need to do. Now I have a second 
27-inch screen to the left of my main computer screen. And that one I keep in the vertical orientation. I'll try to remember to take a picture and put it in the show notes so you can look if you want to is how I have it set up. The reason I have two screens is because a lot of times I have to have multiple documents open. I may have, uh, say, a term sheet for a loan that I'm um, drafting documents on behalf of a lender client. And so I have Word open to draft the documents and the term sheet open beside it that has all the terms that the parties have agreed to. So I make sure I get all those things in there. And so with my 27 inch IMAX screen, I can have those two things side by side and kind of refer to them and still have them big enough that my tired eyes can read them well. And in the second screen off to the left, most of the time what I have there is my calendar, at the top and at the bottom, my task manager or another tool that I'll talk about in a minute that we use for communications internally. So I can see those things, but the screen that's to the left, the second screen is kind of not in my view. It's kind of out of the corner of my eye. It's there where I can quickly look at it, but it's not distracting to me. So that's kind of how I use my iMac to get my work done. Uh, Another tool that I use almost every day, probably nearly every workday, is I have an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. And I have the, I think it's the 12-inch, the big-sized iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. And I use that for reviewing and marking up documents. So a lot of times I will get documents from another lawyer or from the client that I've been asked to review and comment on. And in olden days, I guess, we would print them out, we'd mark them up by pen, and then we would fax them back. Well, we don't need to do that anymore. What I do is I open the document on my iPad Pro and its screen is big enough that when I hold it in the vertical position, it's almost the size of a full sheet of paper and I can sit wherever I want to with my Apple Pencil and just mark it up. I can highlight things, I can write notes in the margins, cross things out and, you know, change things just as if I was handwriting notes on a piece of paper that's in a PDF form that I can then just email back to the client or to the lawyer on the other side of the deal or whoever it is that needs to see the comments that I've prepared. It's very, very easy to do that. And to do that, I use PDF Pen Pro, which is an app, a PDF reader, and you can do lots of other things with PDF Pen Pro. And I have that app both on my iPad Pro and on my iMac so that, you know, the documents are kind of available either way. And I share them back and forth by saving them in Dropbox. And so I I use Dropbox for lots of things. But that's how I can access any documents that I need to look at from anywhere that I am. And uh, like I said, I mark them up on the iPad Pro, I save them, they show up in Dropbox on my computer, and I can then attach them to an email and send it off to wherever I want them to go. So that's a huge productivity tool for me. I do other things with my iPad Pro as well, but that's the main thing that I use it for in my law practice. I don't know how I functioned before I had it. I've had this same version. I don't have the most recent version of any 
of my Apple products right now because they, I've had everything I have for several years and they're still working well and, and doing what I need them to do. So I've mentioned a couple of apps, Dropbox, PDF Pen Pro. There are other apps you can use. PDF Expert is another one that I have used for marking up documents and managing PDFs. I deal with PDF documents all day long. And so having a good PDF app is very, very important to what I do. Another app that I cannot function without in my legal practice or elsewhere is our sponsor for this episode. And it just happens that, you know, they are sponsoring this episode, but uh, I would be talking about them regardless. I have used Text Expander for a long time, long before they ever were a sponsor of this podcast. And I recommend it highly. What Text Expander is, if you're not aware, is an app that allows you to create what they call snippets. They're basically abbreviations that you decide, you know, something that you'll remember, a short series of characters, an abbreviation for a longer piece of text. So anything that you type over and over again, or you often cut and paste from one document to another, something that anything you do more than once, you can save it, create an abbreviation for it. And it works in every app. It works in Word documents and, you know, all the Microsoft apps. It works in Google Docs. It works in calendars and email programs everywhere. And when you type in the abbreviation, it just automatically expands into whatever you had set that abbreviation up for. I use it all day long, over and over and over again. It saves me so much time. Uh, I use it, for instance, in emails. Uh, there are certain emails that I have to send pretty regularly, say, uh, sending a set of documents to someone to review. And I have the same basic instructions that I always include in those emails. So I have a snippet for it. I type just a couple of characters and it expands into a couple of paragraphs explaining, here's what I've got here. Here's what I want you to do with it, etc. So I use it in emails all the time. I use it for labeling files on my computer. When I save a document, I have a format that I use all the time. I type a couple characters and it pops it in there for me. I use it in documents that I'm drafting. Um, one of the things I use Text Expander for, it, it's kind of silly to say it, but often when I'm working on something and really focused on my work, um, maybe I need to insert a date and I'm so focused on what I'm doing that it it escapes me what the date is. And I would have to turn and look at the calendar to see what it is and then type in the date in the format I wanted in. I don't have to do that because I have snippets or abbreviations saved in text expander that I just type a couple of characters and it automatically inserts the date in, in the format that I want it to be. So that's a simple thing. I also do the same thing with various things like my email addresses. My law firm email address is very long. So I have a, a snippet set up for that that I just type, I think it's three or four characters, and it automatically expands into that long email address. So I don't have to retype it every time. I have snippets set up for my state bar numbers, my license numbers for the states that I am licensed in. So I don't have to remember those numbers. I just have to remember a couple characters that I can type in. 
I also use it, though, for longer formatted text, like I mentioned, a transmittal email for documents that need to be signed or something like that. So I use it many, many times a day. It is one of my favorite productivity tools because it saves me so many hours every week. Another uh, work tool that I use is I have a scanner here in my home office. Uh, I use a ScanSnap scanner. It's actually the ScanSnap IX1500. I'll put a link to it in the show notes in case you want to check it out. I use it often to do things like convert documents to PDFs that I can save or send to other people. And working from home, this is a big help. I don't have a mail room down the hall. So to avoid the need to run to the post office to mail things off, being able to scan things that I receive or scan things that I've prepared that need to go somewhere. If I get something in the mail that I want to save on my computer, I can scan it and save it. And as I said, I use the ScanSnap IX1500, and I especially love it because it is wireless. It connects via our internet network, so I can have it sitting across the room from my computer or in a you know, in a closet somewhere, as long as I can plug it into an electrical outlet and I can scan something and it will wirelessly transmit to my computer without having cables running across the room or having it sitting, you know, on my desk or out in my way. So I really like that. It's a tool that I use frequently. I highly recommend it. It's been very reliable. I've had this particular one for I don't know, three or four years at least, and uh, use it several times a week. Uh, another tool that I use regularly for my law practice is Teams. This is the app that I mentioned earlier that I use to communicate with colleagues that I'm working with on various client matters. Teams is a Microsoft product. I think it's part of the Office 365 suite of products. And it's a kind of a chat thing, but it does more than that. It's very, very convenient for quick check-ins with a colleague. Say uh, I'm working on something and I've just got a quick question about something they're doing on the deal. I can just message them in Teams and they can get back to me through that. It's quicker than an email. And we use it for quick communications that we don't necessarily need a record of or, and that don't merit having an email sitting in an email inbox. So it's, it's quick communications, a chat room kind of thing, but it does a lot more than that. Some of our clients, actually, the clients that I work with use teams for conferences, like what would otherwise be a phone conference. They use Teams using its screen sharing feature to share documents that we're talking about and that sort of thing. So Teams has a lot of good features in it. You can share documents in it. You can have conferences and do screen sharing, lots of things. It's a really good tool. We've only been using that, uh, using Teams at my firm for just maybe the last six months or so. Before that, we used Skype for business. And I really like Teams better. You can set up groups in it so you can send, you know, have a group chat kind of thing going on. Uh, lots of good features to it that make it very useful in a business context. Similarly, I use Zoom a lot for various things. Uh, don't do a lot of video conferencing with clients, but I use Zoom a lot in my legal practice for 
CLE trainings, that is continuing legal education. As lawyers, we are required to participate in a certain number of CLE trainings each year to maintain our license, to make sure we're on top of the areas of law that we're responsible for knowing something about. And in the past, we've gone to these in person and sat in a room for a day or two days, however long the event is, to um, get the CLE training that we need. Right now, during COVID, none of that's happening, and it's all happening via Zoom, which is much, much more convenient. And you know, you could you don't have to travel, you don't have to, you know, go somewhere else and spend the day away from your office or your home office. And so, Zoom has been really, really helpful for that. And in fact, I'm a member of a legal organization for lawyers involved in mortgage lending work. And we have an annual conference every year, an annual meeting. Normally, is we, we have to travel to. It's in some area somewhere else in the United States. This year, for the first time, we did our annual meeting via Zoom. It made it possible for us to still convene that meeting at a time when we couldn't gather in person uh, because of the COVID pandemic. So, Zoom has been a great tool. I think a lot more people are using it now than uh, were using it when I first started using it probably three or four years ago. And if you haven't used it, definitely check out Zoom. I'll, I'll put a link to that also in the show notes so you can check it out. And the final tool that I put under the work category might seem kind of silly, but it helps me with being productive and getting my work done. And it's a duo of, of tools, an electric kettle and a mug warmer. Uh, I use this electric kettle. It's a, a glass kettle that uh, just sits on a, a, a thing that plugs into the wall and can bring water to a boil in a matter of, of a minute or so. And I use that to make my tea. I like to drink tea while I work. And uh, the mug warmer is a little, uh, I don't know, it's just a flat thing. I'll, I'll put a, a link in the show notes so you can check it out. But it's a flat rectangular thing that sits on my desk. It's plugged into an outlet and when I set my mug on it, it keeps my tea warm. So I don't, you know, it doesn't turn cold while I'm working and it automatically shuts off when I pick the mug up off of it. I love it. Having my tea available and kept hot while I'm working is, it contributes to productivity. And I thought that was worth sharing. I will put links to uh, the kettle that I like and use and uh, also the a mug warmer that's similar to mine. Both of those will be linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, you could use it, obviously, for coffee or hot chocolate. I've used it for hot chocolate, too. I'm not a coffee drinker, but being able to set your mug on that, it's about a little bit bigger than the size of a coaster, and you just sit your, your mug on it, and it warms it up through induction, so it's awesome. So those are some of my favorite productivity tools for my legal practice. The next category is some of the tools that I use to be productive in my personal life and here around the house. And so the first one that I listed, and these kind of are really not in any particular order, they're just the order that I thought of them. First one I listed is my Apple Watch. I wear it every day. 
I use it obviously to check the time, but I use it for a lot of other things. I use it to track my activity so that it has the activity rings that can kind of track whether you're getting up and moving around, standing up periodically and getting exercise. I also have a thing on it that tracks my water consumption. So whenever I drink water, I two taps and it'll track the amount of water that I drank so that I make sure I'm drinking enough water. I use it to get reminders for appointments that I have, whether it's for conference calls or a doctor appointment or whatever. I can also use the watch with Siri to add things to my grocery list when I think of them and I'm away from the house. For our grocery list, we use Apple Reminders. It's a reminders list that Mike and I share. So either one of us can add things to it. And then whoever goes to the store has the complete list. And I can use my Apple Watch just by tapping something and then dictating, you know, telling Siri to add, you know, tomato paste to, to my Walmart list. And because that's what we call the grocery list. So there's lots of things that I can do. I have most of the alerts turned off because I don't want to be disturbed by it. But there are a couple of things uh, that I have reminders set that it will vibrate and remind me to take my vitamins, to water the outside plants, and a couple of things like that. And when I get text messages, uh, that reminder will pop up here, but it doesn't make a noise or anything. It's just there so I can check it if I'm away from my phone. I love my Apple Watch. And again, I don't have the most recent one. They just announced a new one coming out that can do things like check your blood oxygen level and all, all sorts of things. I don't have that one. I'd love to get one, but mine is probably two, at least two, maybe three versions back and it still works great. So I don't have any justification to buy a new one. Uh, another, uh, tool that helps me be productive around the house. Um, this may sound kind of silly, uh, but I love this thing. And it, that's my Dyson cordless stick vacuum cleaner. I got this probably two, maybe three years ago. I love it so much because um, we have lots of floors that need to be vacuumed. And this thing is very lightweight, can be carried around easily. In this house, we have a second floor and it's very easy for me to use it to vacuum the stairs and then you know carry it upstairs to vacuum up there. It's cordless, so you don't have to be trying to work around the cord that's plugged in the wall or move and plug it in somewhere else when you move around the house. The charge uh, holds well enough that I can pretty much vacuum certainly the whole downstairs and usually everywhere, the, the whole house, all on one charge. I have to admit that since I got this thing, my floors are cleaner because it's just so much easier to pull this thing off the charger and take it wherever I need it to go. Uh, as opposed to getting my big, I, I had an, a, you know, a big upright vacuum cleaner that was very, very good, but it was a pain. You have to go get it out of the closet and unwrap the cord and find somewhere to plug it in. And it was just bigger and bulkier and heavier. Uh, and I love the, this Dyson cordless stick vacuum cleaner. Mine is the V10. I bought it at Target a couple of years ago, but it's also available on Amazon. And the V11, I think is the latest version, but I'll put links in the show notes to the one that I have. Uh, another tool that helps me be productive around the house is my Instant Pot. 
I love this thing. If you haven't heard of the Instant Pot, basically it's a pressure cooker, but it's a high-tech kind of pressure cooker. It has lots of different settings and and it's much safer than the old pressure cookers that I know my mom and my aunts used to use when they were canning. So this is used for preparing meals quickly. Because it's a pressure cooker, you can cook things that might take a long time, like all day in a a crock pot. You can cook it in a matter of minutes or, you know, maybe an hour as opposed to, you know, long periods of time. So what I love about it is if I don't get something started early in the day, I have tons of recipes that I've found that we really like that I can start at, you know, 4.15 and have dinner on the table at five o'clock or sooner. So it's great because it's a pressure cooker. It cooks things faster. It makes things really tasty. I have the six quart size. I bought it three years ago on sale from Amazon. I'll put the link to the one I have, but you can get it lots of places and they come in other sizes. So there's a three quart version and an eight quart version. So depending on your family size, uh, it would, you know, that would determine maybe which size you get. It does lots of other things besides just you know, cook food. Uh, it actually, you can use it as a crock pot, as a slow cooker. I've not done that because I have a crock pot. You can use it to, as a rice cooker, which I have done and, and it was very easy and turned out really good. You can also use it to make yogurt, which I haven't tried, but I use it almost every week to, to make some of our very favorite meals. So, uh, I recommend the instant pot. Another tool I use that is also related to food, I guess, is I have one of my, an old iPad mini in the kitchen. I keep it in a kitchen cupboard and I have on it an app called Paprika. And the Paprika app is for storing recipes. I have that app on this iPad. I also have it on my computer. Uh, and you can save recipes in there and they sync back and forth between your devices. And I keep that iPad in a kitchen cupboard. And when I'm making a recipe out of it, I can just pull it out and stand it up there on the kitchen counter and have my recipe right in front of me. It's, it's let me get rid of a lot of printed out recipes and stuff. My cookbooks are all, I got rid of a lot of them and and have just a few of them that I keep on a high shelf in the kitchen because almost everything that I want to cook, I have it saved in the Paprika app and on this iPad. And so that's a real handy one. And this was an old, my original iPad mini. It's probably six years old, at least. I don't know. It was one of the first iPad minis, maybe the first iPad mini that came out. I have a newer one that I use for reading. So I kept this old one and I just keep it in the kitchen for using when I cook. It's easier than having to turn pages with dirty fingers while you're cooking. Another, I counted this as a productivity tool. It's maybe a stretch to call this a tool, but I use Walmart grocery pickup a lot. I love being able to you know, log into the Walmart app or the website. I have the app on my phone. Put my grocery list together, schedule a time, and just 
to pick it up and then they gather everything up and I just meet them, you know, in their pickup spot and they load it in my car and I go back home and, and it saves so much time when I do that. And it also saves money because I don't do as much, you know, impulse buying as I would do when I wander through the grocery store. We live in a rural area, so we don't have a grocery delivery here. If it was available, I would do it. But the grocery pickup has been a, a huge time saver for me and uh, something I very much recommend. The last couple of tools, one of them is another app, uh, an app called Deliveries. And I do a lot of shopping online, and what Deliveries does is let me enter the tracking number for anything I've ordered from any, any, so whether it's Amazon or Walmart or Target or, you know, any, any company that's shipping something to me, you get a tracking number when it has shipped and I can enter that, you know, copy and paste it into the deliveries app and the deliveries app just keeps track of where, where my packages are. It lets me know uh, where they are in the process and when they're scheduled to arrive. And uh, it's really handy. It's, it's nice when you, uh, around the holidays, if you order things to be delivered to family members, uh, you can enter those in. So, you know, when they've been delivered and I've done it with wedding gifts that we've had shipped. So I knew uh, that it had been delivered because it seems like these days, the current generation of young people that are getting married don't send thank you notes or even acknowledge that they've received a gift. And so this is my way of knowing that it was actually delivered. So I, I love the deliveries app and use it all the time. And then the last uh, tool that I put under the he heading of um, personal or, or home productivity is my treadmill and streaming TV. I don't actually enjoy working out, but it's important for my health, for my weight, and working out is a great stress reliever, which is important for the kind of work that I do. We live in a rural area with no gyms nearby, and the weather here is not always conducive to getting outside to to walk or run. But because of where we live, even before COVID, it was tough and very time consuming to get to a gym. So having a treadmill at home removes my excuses for not working out. It's nicer to walk or jog outside, but as I said, when it's 100 degrees outside, that's Fahrenheit for those of you who are not in the United States, or it's pouring rain. I'm just not dedicated enough to go outside and, and work out, you know, go for a jog or a walk. And so having the treadmill here makes it way more likely that I'm actually going to get on the thing and work out. And I have a TV in front of it. I used to use my iPad Pro. I would park it you know, on the stand at the front of the treadmill. Now it's in a room where there's a TV and I use, you know, I'll watch YouTube videos or a Netflix series while I'm walking and while I'm sweating to make the time go a little faster. That for me contributes to my productivity. Working out makes me feel better, um, feel healthier. And it is, as I said, a great stress reliever. And so anything that helps me do that, is going to contribute to my being productive. So that's another one of my favorite tools. And the final category, really quickly, I'm going to talk about my podcasting tools. This might not be interesting to you unless you, you know, unless you're a podcaster, but I thought I'd share them anyway. Quickly, the, the gear that I record with, I use a, a 
device, a unit called the Roadcaster Pro that um, is sort of a combination of a, a sound mixer and a recording digital recorder and does a lot of other things. I use a Shure SM7B microphone that I snagged from my husband's gear closet when I started podcasting all those years ago. It's a very good microphone and I like it a lot. It's kind of expensive and it's not something I'd say you don't need either of these two things when you first get started. But if you're considering podcasting or if you've been doing it and you're thinking about upgrading your gear, I can recommend both of those. In addition, I have a pair of headphones, nothing special, any kind of headphones will do. I use Skype for recording guest interviews. That's how we connect. And of course I use Dropbox for sharing the audio files and, and other things with the person who edits my podcast, who is my husband, Mike, and also with my assistant, Lisa, who helps with the show notes and does those sorts of things. So Dropbox is the place where we share those files. In addition to kind of the recording stuff, we use Asana at The Productive Woman as our task and project management tool because it can be shared with other people. I use, as I mentioned earlier, OmniFocus for my personal task manager, but that's not something you can share, um, you know, collaborate with somebody else on. So we set up Asana when I started working with my assistant, I like it because it's very visual. You basically can set up columns for the various stages of the workflow and then a card for each episode. And you just can move the card for each episode from one column to next as the steps get completed. And the card for each episode has a couple of things. It has a checklist of all the steps that need to be completed for that episode with the person who's responsible for each step marked there. Then you can just, you know, whoever's responsible for it can tick it off as it gets done. Uh, Asana allows you to attach files to the cards. So if it's a guest episode, we'll attach the, the guest's photo that they send me. Or if it's a regular episode, the photo that we use for the show notes gets put there, the social media images, all that stuff can be there and we can comment back and forth on it. And so it's a great tool for collaborative task and project management. And I, I do recommend it. We use the free version and it does what we need to do. There is a paid version that you can do more things with, but so far the free version has worked very well for us. Another communication tool that I use with Lisa, my assistant, is Slack. And you may have heard of that. It's a communication tool. It's a messaging and uh, you can do other things in it. Uh, you can share files back and forth and, and things like that. I have it on my computer and on my phone. And it's a quick way for us to message each other back and forth about the things we're working on together. Of course, I use Text Expander for the Productive Woman. I've mentioned it already, how it can work, but I have a ton of snippets with fully formatted text, even drop 
downs for options. And all I have these set up for all the emails I send frequently, such as the email I send to schedule a guest or to respond to frequently asked questions. So Text Expander is a really useful tool for me in the Productive Woman stuff. And the final thing I had on here was uh, under the, the Productive Woman Productivity Tools are some Google tools that we use. So for instance, I use Google Docs for outlining the episodes. I don't script these, as you can probably tell, but I do outline them so I make sure I don't forget what I wanted to talk about. And Google Docs is great for that. Uh, I could share the Google Docs with Lisa because uh, she uses them as the basis for the show notes. But what I usually do is export them out of Google Docs into a Word document that goes into the Dropbox folder that she and I share. That's probably one more step than I need to be doing. But anyway, I'm set up this way to use Google Docs for the outline. I use Google Sheets for things related to the Productive Woman Mastermind groups and coaching calls. Uh, I, we, I have a Google Sheet for each mastermind group where I keep track of the goals that each person sets from week to week and the wins that they share and some other things that we talk about on in our mastermind group. And finally, I do use Gmail mostly to aggregate my Productive Woman email accounts so I can see and manage them all in one place. You can set up signature blocks specific to a particular email account. Uh, it's just, it's been a very useful tool for me in that. So those are the main things I guess I wanted to talk about. There are others, but those are the tools that I thought I'd share with you. Some of them might be worth considering. I would love to hear what are your favorite tools that help you manage your life or your work or both and be productive in the way that you want to. Um, cause I'm always looking for ways to be more productive, more efficient, more effective. And so share your favorite tools. There's a couple ways you can do that. You can share them in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 315, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Uh, of course, if you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, you can share your favorite tools there. Maybe we'll get a, a, um, a post started and everybody can share what tools they're using to, um, to get their work done. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'm always happy to hear from you via email. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I will read every email and get back to you as soon as I can. I think that's it. Remember, uh, if you spend a lot of time typing or copying and pasting certain things over and over, don't forget to check out our sponsor of this episode, Text Expander, and take back that time. You can visit textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year of this essential tool. And thanks so much to Text Expander for supporting the productive woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending 
this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.